Welcome, welcome to Parshas Noach 2022. It happens to be that today, Friday, Arab Shabbos is the Yardzite, the anniversary of the passing of what, who was a tzaddik who was known as the Rishoner, the Heliger Rishoner. Rabbi Yisrael Friedman was a big Rebbe. He had a very, very large Hasidic court. He had five sons that moved away to different places and developed their own Hasidic courts. Today, the two main remnants of Rishon is Sadeger and Boyan. There are also smaller little pockets of Boyhasher Hasidim and Shartkeva Hasidim. My grandfather, before the war, was a Hasyatna Hasid, but all connected to the world of Rishon. So today is the yard side of the, of the Rishoner, and I wanted to share an idea that I read, that I learned and have been studying for a very long time, and in a certain way, I've tried to make this my life's mission personally for myself, which is to try to understand the beginning of this week's parsha. Eila told us, Noach, these are the offsprings of Noach. Noach ish tzadik Noach was a righteous person who was tamim, which seems to mean either whole and complete, or perhaps a certain kind of holy innocence, tamimuskite, an innocence, in his generation, God led Noach on his journey. So the famous Rashi, Rashi says, Noach was a, a complete tzaddik in his generation. So Rashi is quoting, he's quoting Chazal, that there's a machlekes. There are those that read the words that read the words of Noach was a tzaddik in his generation, and they say, "Wow, you know, if tzaddik would have, if Noach would have lived in the time of Avram, he would have been an even bigger tzaddik." But since he didn't have people in his in his generation that were listening to God and were looking for and yearning for something spiritual, he didn't have colleagues, he wasn't a part of a group, he didn't have students to teach, that had he been in a place where he had fellow friends and there was a group that he could belong to and a shul he can be a, part, a participant in, and he can have a, a teacher and he can have friends and he can speak things out and have a, a sense of belonging, he would have been even an even greater tzaddik. And of course, Rashi says, We can look at these words and say that Noach was not such a big tzaddik. He was a generate, he was a tzaddik compared to the people who lived in his generation. If he would have been in the times of Avram, he wouldn't have been considered to be worth anything. And of course, it's a very bothersome Rashi. It's bothersome that Rashi decides to, to comment on this. Every other person that exists, every other character, every other tzaddik that exists in Tanakh, we learn about, we're not shy to talk about their negative traits, but nowhere do we seem to find an explicit statement 
that seems to be searching and reading the words of the Pasuk to point out something negative about a tzaddik. It seems to be pretty odd. Noach is the one that God decides to save the entire world around. Noach was chosen to recreate the world. He didn't just give the Torah, which is, of course, magnificent, but there's a certain element to Noach, which it would seem to be the entirety of the world was created for or destroyed around. He was saved for the purpose of recreating and repopulating the world. What in the world is the significance of pointing out that maybe he wasn't worth anything? So the Rishner says as follows. He says there are two types of tzaddikim in the world. One kind of tzaddik, he says, is a tzaddik that's like, he says, is like Kayan. One kind of tzaddik, he says, is like Kayan. I'm sorry, which is like Hevel, which is soft and sweet and beautiful. He's filled with charm and innocence. The people of the world are attracted to him. He's busy all day doing chesed with others. People flock to him for advice. People flock to him to see his charm. People are interested in what he has to say. People are interested in what he does. He builds a name for himself. He establishes himself as a leader. And he sets precedence for life's wisdom in our lives. He becomes somewhat of a guru. The original says that Avraham is a tzaddik like that. Avram's whole life was involved in chesed. He would sit under the stars and wonder, and when he discovered Hashem, he couldn't contain himself. He ran around the world sharing with the entire world. Avram is known as the ish chesed, the one who does loving kind, loving kindness in the world. He's there to express the love that he experiences through God. He allows God to work through him, and Avram his impact on the world changed everything, right? All of the, the uh, world's religions that have had the largest impact on the world have all been monotheistic, and they've all, they've all began with Abraham, with Avram. So Avram's impact on the world, perhaps, was the most influential human being to live. That's the world, he says, of the neshama of Hevel. Hevel is wanted. He's desired, right? Cain's jealousy of Hevel is pretty, in, is pretty intense. He ends up murdering his brother. The world of Hevel, he says, is the world of charismatic leaders, is the world of attractive people with large followings, people that have the capacity to influence and impact the world in a very overt kind of way. That's the tzaddik as we know it, says the Rishner. That's the basic paradigm of what a tzaddik is. The center of attention, not, not, not for ego purposes, but for the purpose of influencing the world. But then he says there's a person, there's a tzaddik that's like Kayan. There's a certain kind of tzaddik, he says, who was not sent into this world for the purpose of influencing and impacting, transforming or changing the world in any kind of overt way. What is the purpose of, of Kayan? He says that the whole purpose of Kayan was to learn how to deal with feeling rejected. Because he says there are tzaddikim in this world who live 
experiencing rejection. In our modern day English, they've experienced trauma. They've experienced bullying. They've experienced a sense of neglect, of not belonging. Wandering around the world, as Cain does after, Hevel, after he kills Hevel, wandering around the world wondering, where am I? What am I doing? Does any of this matter? Am I significant in any way? Am I making an impact on people's lives? It doesn't look like that. I'm not recognized. I don't have a million followers on any of the social media platforms. I'm not seen as being anyone. I don't feel within myself that there's any significance. I don't feel like I matter. I don't feel like I'm impacting anything. So the Rishner says that Noyach, says the Rishner, there are people that looked at Noyach and they reviled him, they bullied him, they neglected him, they rejected him. And it would seem that such a Noyach lived when he lived in the shadow of Avram, it looked Ki'ilu as if he was. Nothing. Nobody would have paid attention to him. He experiences his life as if no one pays attention to him. He's not the Avraham. He's not the Tzaddik that lives in such a large, unbelievable way. He doesn't see, she doesn't see the significance, the impact that he makes or she makes in the world. So the Rishner says that's the Tzidkus of Nayach. The whole Tzidkus of Nayach is the Tzidkus of a human being who has the capacity to find their personal re relevance within themselves. To recognize that I matter, he says, Hashem. that's the end of, of the last Pasuk of Parshas Bereshis. Noach finds, Noach is found to have charm in the eyes of Hashem, not in the eyes of any other human being. Every one of us especially in today's generation, which is such a bridge into the future, like never before. We are living at a time when there's an unprecedented amount of wondering and questioning, not about God, but about our own personal relevance. In what way do I impact anyone or anything? In what way does what I do matter? In what way does how I live my life impact anything? I think that's what Rashi perhaps means. When we say, Ela told us Noach, these are the offsprings of Noach. The next word is Noach, is Noach himself. That means that Noach's capacity to recognize that everything he does and everything that he brings to the, to the table in life is significant. And his significance comes from his own development of his own personality, his own self-awareness. Eilu told us Noach, Noach. The greatest offsprings of Noach is Noach's capacity to know who Noach is. That's what the Rishner is teaching us. So for each and every one of us in our own way, there's always a Yeshu Darshan Lagnai. There's always an experience somewhere, somehow, that I didn't matter or what I did was so terrible that I'm broken. I'm not worth anything. Certainly when I compare myself to a big tzaddik, certainly when I compare myself to someone that has, has public uh, acknowledgement as being an established tzaddik, I'm not worth anything. The entire story of Noah is the story of each and every one of us 
at those moments in our lives or each and every one of us that feels like our entire lives have no significance. And Hashem says, I am willing to destroy the entire world. And I will destroy the entire world figuratively just so you can learn the magnificence of your existence. And bracha to all of us is that we enter into this Shabbos and we enter into this world of Noach and we leave the world of Noach having a much greater sense of the impact we make, not just for ourselves, not just for the people that are around us, but the impact we make on the entire cosmos. Hashem wouldn't have us living on this planet if he didn't cherish and value the significance of who we are, of how we live, and what we contribute to the world. And bracha to all of us is that we have the capacity to see that, as they say, to see that begali, to see that in a revealed way. And for all the brokenness and all the marbles and all the pain and all the suffering and the destruction to end, and we should be zaycha to go into the permanent teva with the building of the Beis Hamikdash from here. We made a good Shabbos, good Shabbos.